one soul ring. Yeah, so before we started recording, Riley, you were saying that on that arena on Mac is not so not so hot. How how is it? Like, how does it run? Well, my Mac runs hot like that. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, It's not the best. Like, I mean, it still has a way to go. Like, of course, you can only play arena on Mac through the Epic Game Store, which is whatever. and then is that a different it, piece of software? It's like, think of Steam, but just like a worse version of Steam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah, got it. And then when it comes to actually running the game, uh, the window size for the game is frustrating because you can't expand it to full screen. Uh, you have to do, like, if you want to fill up as much screen as possible, you kind of have to mm-hmm. rejig your computer settings uh, to well. kind of expand it as much as you can. Uh, so <laughs> that's a bit of a that's a shame you know, that's a bit of a shame too and then and then the actual program itself like just it makes my mac hot <laughs> like it, <laughs> it just makes it run really fucking hot and the fan sounds like it's taking off like <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> so so i mean there's definitely some uh hiccups they need to iron out but um yeah i i usually just play on my partner's uh uh, PC, her her laptop seems to handle it a bit better, but well, I bet you it just needs some optimization because they kind of like obviously they didn't make it straight oh. for Mac and it's just going through the yeah. the client of uh, Epic and then yeah. yeah they probably forced it through as quick as they could and and they you know the announcement kind of gave that impression because it's only available through the Epic Game Store yeah. but um but I imagine at some point down the road, if they give any more love to Mac, they'll hopefully make it a little bit better. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember when Hearthstone first came out and you could only play it on a, a Windows computer, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. How, how, how far <laughs> Blizzard has come. Oh, t- 20, 2020. I can't believe it. It's definitely how a lot of things start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's sort of how MTGO started, hey, and and it's um, <laughs> MTGO is available on like every platform, including mobile now, right? Since <laughs> I mean, must be since like two thousand and eighteen at least. <sighs> yeah, like that interface. Yeah, I be- I bet it's great. I bet the interface is great. I I haven't tried yeah. it. I don't have time, but I, you know, I was just playing some last night on my phone. It's great. <laughs> Man, but, but yeah. like all joking aside, MTGO has come a long way visually. Like as as weird and clunky as it looks, uh, mm-hmm. I I remember digging into some old like LSV videos and and looking at this MTGO with like this green battlefield. It it just looked horrendous. I don't know how anybody could have used the program back then. It was really weird. Also, now with the new um, change to how commanders work. Uh, commanders when they die work a lot better through MTGO. Well, I think that's a good a place as any to start the show. Hello and welcome everybody to Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we're going to be explaining my Bravik Advisors Mill Commander deck, and that's Bravik the Grandiloquent. I've heard some people have some trouble with the pronunciation, but that's how we're doing it today. So before we get to a bit of backstory on Bravik and the deck list, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us? Well, they can definitely find us over on the Instagram at Turwin Solring, the podcast. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, send us some messages or some love. Uh, Turn one soul ring, the podcast at gmail.com. 
And then we are putting everything onto YouTube as well. So check it out. Uh, type in Turn One Soul Ring the podcast and make sure you type in the podcast. That's right. And uh, we're also doing a giveaway during this month of July where the way it works is email us a deck list. And at the end of the month, we'll choose a deck list from among the at random from among the deck list that listeners send to us. And then we'll do an episode just like this on that deck list. So if it's a deck that works really well, we'll just talk about how great it is. And if it, it's a deck that needs a little bit more work, then all three of us will do what uh, Eric and Riley are going to do at the end of the show, which is give you some advice on how to improve it based on some questions that we ask you about how you want the deck to work. And with that said, let's talk a bit about Bravik or Bruvac. I keep hearing that in my head. I hear so many content creators saying that. And it's just, it's just like Anja Falconrath all over again. So uh, Bravik is two and a blue for a legendary creature, human advisor. He's a one four and his text reads, if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. And then the reminder text, if you want to hear it, is to mill a card. A player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. I do have a little blurb here about Bravik. As a judge of the Azorius Senate, Bravik is expected to have a comprehensive knowledge of Ravnican law and bureaucracy. Not only has Bravik exceeded that expectation, one could argue that he has weaponized it. To slip a loophole past Bravik is an Azorius saying that means to do the impossible. I think I'm going to try and work that into my repertoire. <laughs> what a good bureaucrat. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, he's so Azorius. I'm surprised he doesn't have a little white in there. Yeah, I was going to say fair. that. <laughs> Seems like a little bit of a flavor miss there. Mm-hmm. Why is yeah, he white? That, that is not, that is a decidedly a, not a flavor win, I think. So uh, the goal of this deck, the goal of this deck is twofold. Uh, first, we want to get as many, persistent petitioners onto the battlefield with Bravik to start milling out our opponents as soon as possible. And second, we have several cards that draw cards for everyone at the table. So we're hoping that our opponents are forced to discard some of those cards. And just like always with these episodes, we do have the link to this deck list in the show notes. So if you want to follow along with us while we go through the categories, you can. So, Let's move on to the deck categories here. These are in, um, I usually try to organize these in card number order, but clearly I didn't do a great job here. Regardless. What do you mean by card number? How many like are in the? In the category, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, let's start with incidental milling here. So this is a three card category. And when I was building the deck, I thought I'd end up putting more cards here, but I didn't find enough cards that affected all my opponents at the same time. So in this category, we have Fleet Swallower, Psychic Corrosion, and Traumatize. Now, I know that Fleet Swallower and Traumatize don't affect all my opponents at the same time, but Fleet Swallower, will with Bravik on the battlefield, will mill out an opponent completely. And with Traumatize, if they have an even number of cards in their deck and I have Bravik on the battlefield, then the Traumatize will mill an opponent out completely yep <laughs> i love i love uh fleet swallower it's a big fish Such a cool card i i didn't even know it existed honestly before i started looking at this deck cool yeah and just like the this giant fish coming after the little boat there 
And then, of course, we have the flavor text, Captain, I think that island is following us. <laughs> oh, no, that's no moon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also, uh, this is a cool one-shot with uh, Puvac. Uh, I do like this quite a lot. Yeah, Fleet Swallower will mill out the entire deck with uh, Bravik and uh, Traumatize will likely mill out their entire deck, but in some cases might leave them with one card, but I'm sure that's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Especially if you have something else and they just end up drawing two cards. It's like, well, you still die. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for that. So the next category here is protection. So in this category, we have crawl space, dissipation field, lightning greaves, meek stone and propaganda so the protection that lightning greaves provides as usual is for uh for bravik just you know targeted removal all that good stuff because the uh powers that be didn't think it was necessary to give him hexproof or something like that <laughs> you should have had like you know one in a white bravik gains hexproof oh turn. that would be that'd be nice actually there i really get like the that Zorius color in there and just that yeah. ability and then you yeah. don't need and you don't need to make the deck white, but if you want to, you can. Yeah. <laughs> one in yeah. a white. I like that a lot. One in a white. You can't sneak that loophole past me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Classic. But uh, uh. Meek Stone's pretty good with your persistent petitioners because, of course, they keep untapping and uh, big dummies will stay tapped down. I hope so. For sure. The dissipation field is so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really this is a really cool card that I also didn't know existed before I started building this deck, and it uh, it'll it'll definitely do work. Also, I love the art. Yeah, Again. it's 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 very cool, and it, just that that whole block, like the the uh, scars of Mirrodin New Phyrexia block, had just incredible art. Oh yeah, it's kind of a time when I got back into Magic. I don't know which time that was, but I definitely uh, was was playing limited and and buying booster boxes back then you know again we haven't gotten to this yet but the only other creatures besides bravik that are in the deck are and fleet swallower are persistent petitioners so we don't really want to be blocking with them at all uh certainly not very often and so that's why we have things like crawl space and propaganda just to deter our opponents from wanting to attack us yeah makes sense so the next category we have here is untapping we have Dramatic Reversal, Faces of the Past, Intruder Alarm, Isochron Scepter, and Jace Ingenious Mind Mage. And if you've never heard of Jace Ingenious Mind Mage, he was from the Planeswalker deck for Ixalan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, one of the strongest Jaces known to man. <laughs> hey, hey f- four and two blue for a, a five loyalty Planeswalker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, ah... Plus one to untap. I see. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, you're right. He's, yeah, he's four and two blue for a, a five loyalty Jace. His plus one is draw a card. His other plus one is untap all creatures you control, which is the one that we want to use. And his minus nine is gain control of up to three target creatures. It's a pretty sweet ultimate. Yeah, still, still <laughs> better than whole creatures. Uh, still better than cutting castaway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. What an, what an ouch. Yeah. Mm. So uh, we do have a few spells in the deck that we could imprint onto Isochron Scepter, but ideally we want to imprint Dramatic Reversal onto here because Paradox Engine isn't legal in the format anymore. Yeah, I mean, that I, you know, you have um, 
you know, at least three persistent petitioners and maybe uh, Brevik on the battlefield or four pers- persistent petitioners, and then you get that combo down and you just win the game, assuming they don't have an Eldrazi. Yeah, baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I'm going to have an Eldrazi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need a way of generating mana as well. Oh, you know what, we'll Eric? Get to. When you're right, you're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll hope to have those artifacts out there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess your ramp package will, will help you get there. I hope yep. so. Yeah. The next category here is uh, removal and counter magic. So in this category, we have abjure, arcane denial, counterspell, cyclonic rift, inundate, maze of ith, pongify, rapid hybridization, and swan song. So yeah, we've got the good old inundate here, which is three of anything and three blue for a sorcery. Return all non-blue creatures to their owner's hands. Yeah, this is a really underplayed uh, blue board wipe. Uh, you know, it's it sort of reminds me of um, Mass Calcify, yeah. where, like, destroy all non-white creatures. And a lot yeah. of times, you're not going to hit everything. Like, you're, you know, blue is a very popular color in any format. And so there are going to be some creatures left on the battlefield. But in a lot of cases, this is going to bounce a ton of creatures. So I, I think in a mono-blue deck, it's worth looking at. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And of course, Pongify and Rapid Hybridization, like for blue, that's just premium removal. Um, up there with like Reality Shift as well. That's one of my favorites. Mm, but, yes, uh, very, yeah, very good card. Big fan of those guys. Yeah, they're almost like uh, blue's version of Path to Exile and, and Swords to Plowshares. Yeah. Yeah. But not quite as good. We also have uh, a card I want to mention specifically in this removal package is Abjure. It's one blue for an instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a blue permanent counter target spell. This is one of my favorite counter spells. I run this in my Talran deck. Mm-hmm. And in that deck, it's it's a little less costly to cast because ideally you're sacrificing a token and getting a token if Talran is on the battlefield. Um, and here, you know, I'm going to be ta- sacrificing probably a a petitioner a petitioner and you know that's not the worst thing in the world if it saves the rest of them yeah 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 makes sense it's a good it's a good spell it's a small sacrifice so uh let's move on to the next category here it's drawing cards so in this category we have dictate of crufix distant melody font of mythos howling mine kami of the crescent moon mass appeal temple bell and well of ideas i did not know uh about this distant melody card oh really oh yeah yeah i actually didn't classic and huh. three of anything in, in a blue else. for a sorcery ah yeah. choose a creature type draw a card for each permanent you control of that type so yeah solid card solid card in any tribal deck that has access to blue mm-hmm. yeah so that's one of the cards that draws cards just for me but most of the cards in this category draw cards for everybody at the table. So this is kind of the sub strategy where we're trying to draw cards for everybody so much so that their, their hands become too full and they have to discard cards. But there's, you know, an also, also an alternate benefit where, you know, maybe they're not going to, my opponents aren't going to want to attack me because I'm drawing cards for them. You know, like everybody, everybody likes the person that's drawing cards for them. Right. Yeah. Just like they dislike the person who's making them discard cards. (laughs) 
Well, I'm you know, I'm not I'm not making them. That's that's more of a function of the game. But we could have a discussion about you know cause and effect. No, I love I, I love know. howling mine. Like if my opponent plays a howling mine, I'm like, yeah, please more cards. Thank you. Yeah, please, please, yes, please. Yeah, but definitely. So we have one, two, three, four, five of these uh, cards that just trigger at the beginning of upkeep for all players. And yeah. of course, well of idea, uh, well of ideas is interesting since it also has the clause where opponents get one extra, but you get two extra. Yeah, so it's not quite quite as good. And uh, and I was sort of, uh, this was one of the last cards I added to the deck, and it, I because of the CMC, I was a little hesitant to put it in, but I th- I think it's worth it. It's a little high. I think so. A little, little high at six, but what are you going to do? The, the average CMC of this deck is is still pretty efficient at 2.47. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have a couple of bigger spells in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely, like Fleet Swallower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah big Fish. Halm. Uh, Mass Appeal was another card that I didn't know about before I built this deck. It's two and a blue for a sorcery. Draw a card for each human you control. So it's like Distant Melody, but a lot worse because you don't get to choose the creature type. But if you're in a deck that has a ton of humans like this deck, yeah, take yeah. a look at this card. It's an uncommon from, what is that, Dark Ascension? Yeah, I yeah. mean, arguably it's better in this deck than Distant Melody is because it is one in less. The, yeah, in this deck, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let's move on to the ramp package here. My favorite part of any deck. Oh, I'm kidding. We have Arcane Signet, Cold Steel Heart, Extra Planar Lens, Felwar Stone, Mind Stone, Sapphire Medallion, Sky Diamond, Soul Ring, and Thought Vessel. So like with, with you know, all my decks I showcase on this show, I like to keep the curve, the mana curve uh, in the ramp package pretty low the only exception here is extra planar lens but we're in mono blue so i'm running a bunch of snow covered islands so the lens does come in handy yeah it's like a if you're doing a monocolor deck that's a card you should always look at adding in mm-hmm. yeah and you know the nice thing is is monocolor decks in the format are a lot less common than the alternative so you know, I don't even even as you know, extra planar lens has become a more common card in monocolor decks, and running snow covered lens in those decks has become more commonplace in the format over the past few years. You know, you're you're. I don't think you're going to run into just too many situations where the monocolor deck you're playing with an extra planar lens and a bunch of snow covered lands at a table that someone else is going to be playing the same color and getting the same benefit off it as you are. So I, I sort of think about that sometimes that as it becomes more prevalent, it's, it's less good. And I just don't think monocolor decks are ever going to be that popular that it's, that it's not going to be a good idea to run the card. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like even if you do run into a matchup where you're doubling one other player's <laughs> mana, uh, more or less, like I'm sure mm-hmm. that's not the end of the world. Yeah. You could always do a secret Alliance. Yep. Yeah. Be like, oh, S- yeah covered island and, <laughs> uh-huh and i mean they probably have it too so maybe you can just get extras. oh yeah mm-hmm. there you go I, li- I like that so uh the next category we have here is uh the advisors it is uh pretty simple it's 25 persistent petitioners 
You can have 25 of the same creature? I know, Judge. right? Well, it's... <laughs> what's going on? Well, allow, allow me to explain. Persistent, <laughs> persistent Petitioners is one in a blue for a 1-3 uh, human advisor. You can pay one, tap it, target player mills a card, or you can tap four untapped advisors you control, target player mills 12 cards. And... Um, the last bit here is a deck can have any number of cards named persistent petitioners. Hey, look at that. Problem solved. And the tapping four is one of those abilities that the creature can be affected by summoning sickness to use. So once you get that fourth one down, you can start milling people like crazy. Yeah. I remember uh, this, this card being legal in Arena Popper. And mm. um, <laughs> you would just run into mirror matches of like people playing 250 persistent petitioner decks. Like it, oh it was goodness. just, it was, it was ridiculous. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was just a bad time. <laughs> Did you have to have that many in your collection? Uh, no, you, basically if you got four, you get unlimited. Um, yeah. Okay. And that's how it works for so. any of these cards that are like, you can have as many as you want. Uh, or even for seven right. dwarves, where you, you know you can have up to seven, right? Uh, they give you uh, <laughs> infinite in your collection once you reach that four. But right. yeah, it was just like it was so predominant that people would run like well above the maximum deck limit because there were so many mirror matches they would run into. <laughs> that it's really like who can mill two hundred odd cards first. <laughs> Uh, sounds like a fun time. Yeah, it wasn't. They they banned they banned it in yeah, the events. Yeah. yeah, it's just. Yeah. Um, and as a reminder to everybody, uh, Brevik himself is an advisor. Oh yeah, yeah, that's sick advisor tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Definitely, definitely. Um, and they're all from Ravnica, so that also is is flavorful. Yeah. And I remember picking these up for a paper popper deck for about i don't know maybe 50 ish cents a piece uh and as of the recording of this episode petitioners are sitting at two dollars usd average on mtg mtg stocks so yep. that's the, quite an Damn. increase and i think that's all due to to the brevik himself yeah, yeah the the yeah the preview of brevik because it hasn't yet been released in paper and just as a general rule of thumb like any card that says you can play as many as you want like those tend to go up a little bit over time so like mm -hmm. if you get them early in a set's uh beginning then then you could probably trade them in a little bit later for a pretty penny that's right folks that's the best advice you're going to get today all right <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the last category here which is lands it's always last at least on my deck decks <laughs> anyways uh, we have Ancient Tomb, Castle Vantress, Gyre Reach Sanitarium, Halimar Depths, personal favorite, Mikokoro, Center of the Sea, Mystic Sanctuary, Nykthos, Shrine to Nyx, Reliquary Tower, Scavenger Grounds, 25 Snow-Covered Islands, and Terrain Generator. Terrain Generator is also a personal favorite of mine, especially in, I mean, it's at its best in monocolor decks, and this deck is no exception, so we can just, if you don't know Terrain Generator... It's a non-basic land. You can tap it for a colorless mana. Or you can pay to tap it. You may put a basic land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. So it just, just lets you play extra lands each turn cycle or if you're able to untap it multiple times. But it's kind of costly. It's not the best card, but 
it, it is a little uh, bit of incidental ramping. Yeah, and it was definitely in your last deck tech. Yeah, I've been... Uh, well, we did we did this. Before this, we did Baron. So we've done two mono blues in a row. And then... Uh, <laughs> well, wasn't... No, my last one was uh, Halden and Paco. I wouldn't have put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Did you oh. I think it... But, uh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm sure I've talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a very Kevin... Kevin Land. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if you had to identify the deck, like yeah. you go down to the morgue, yeah, and you look. It's like just let, like let me see the let me see the land base. Yeah, it's like ancient yeah, tomb it's, terrain it's generator. It's Kevin. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> <laughs> so there there are a couple of lands like uh, Guy Reach and Mikokoro that force my opponents to draw extra cards, which just goes in with the with the. Um, you know, the Howling Mind, Font of Mythos kind of yeah. strategy. Yeah, those are, are some personal favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to be drawing extra cards from all those uh, artifacts and enchantments, and then your lands can do the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Scavenger Grounds, which I think is a card you should think about putting in every single one of your decks, it is just some free graveyard hate that doesn't cost a slot, especially in monocolor decks, because you can afford more utility lands mm-hmm. and even in this deck i know i could afford more utility land spots um but you know i just i uh i, I liked the symmetry of the the basic lands and the petitioners being the the same number of cards uh no that's stupid i just uh <laughs> i i think i think these are the best utility lands for this deck but scavenger grounds is specifically good in this deck because um, you can just take out somebody's graveyard if you do sit down against a graveyard deck that could be some insurance, but you know, obviously this deck is not going to win you a ton of games, but I think it is going to be a lot of fun to sit down and play and, and just, uh, see what you can do with it. Oh yeah. And it's, it's also secret tech against, uh, Eldrazi because with their shuffle trigger on the stack, you can just exile their graveyard with the Eldrazi in it. Right. Yep. So you got it. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that a ton of players run that single Titan in their deck just to deal with milling. Like, cause, cause milling is not a, a strategy that wins a lot of games. No. Um, so yeah, like, uh, like I, like I, like I said in our set review, I think Brovik is probably going to be better in the 99 of a mill deck. That's maybe Demir than as a commander of a deck. Yeah, and like people are only going to be running the Eldrazi because the card itself is just powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course. When we do a deck tech on the show, we always like to talk about the most effective ways to beat it, or at least deal with the deck's main strategy. So uh, a a cursed totem or a Linvala Keeper of Silence type effect, or just shutting off creatures' activated abilities, would do the trick. You know, persistent petitioners, activated abilities. Nope. And a great part of that is you're going to make everyone else at the table mad too. <laughs> yeah. Or if you get an overwhelming splendor cast on you, I mean, that shuts down everybody anyways, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just, uh, you know, what? just make everybody mad and cast humility. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Turn your one, three petitioners into one ones. So do you guys have any um, honorable mentions for me to maybe make this deck a little bit more consistent or reliable or just better? Sure do. 
Oh, I can't wait. Of course wait. we do. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, do you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, my first little title here is called Double Commander. So mm. if we got Sakashima or Spark Double, uh, you would mill twice and then you would mill twice again. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> that's dirty. I like that. So I think that's pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That and a traumatize will get you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just think like doubling up on Brubick's like actual ability would be decent, um, but it's not like needed. Uh, it would just be again if you're playing this deck for fun. I think copying Brubick with one of those and really hitting people with the mill uh, would be pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be a ton of fun. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. All right, so some actual good cards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Engulf the Shore would be a really good removal because mm-hmm. you return to owner's hands all creatures with toughness less than or equal to the number of islands you control. You're going to have a bunch of islands. That works quite well. And it's only four mana for an instant. Oh, yeah, it's an instant. Oh, it's, it's isn't, instant. That, isn't that always the way blue with the instant board wipes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great in mono blue. And it's yeah. only 35 cents. Hey. <laughs> And then we do have the uh, Mill All Star, the Mesmeric Orb. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's this is a this is a spicy card. Yeah, and so because people are going to be wanting to cast their spells and stuff, they're really going to be being milled out. Especially if you have Bravik out there, somebody untaps like five lands. That's another ten cards. Yeah. Yeah, and it is it is a symmetrical effect, but Bravik is asymmetrical, so it only he yeah. only affects opponents. So it's it's less bad for so, you. <laughs> <laughs> less bad for you and you'll just be like slowly gaining that uh win con with being having your opponents less cards in their deck over you so boom yeah and that's not and gonna make it... people mad at all <laughs> no not at all <laughs> <laughs> and then another card to look at would be like the mirage mirror because then we can make um just for a lot of like tech um if it's somebody's like attack phase mirage mirror you can just make it like a copy of propaganda or something like that um mm. oh yeah no well that's i mean mirage mirage mirror is such a fantastic card like you you wouldn't yeah. be wrong to put it in a lot of decks yeah um because i also found it kind of fun where you can kind of use it with um oh yeah it works well with dictative crucifix mm. Ooh, nice and just drawing more cards yeah because dictative crucifix is at the beginning of each player's draw step while everything else is at the oh yeah everything's draw step sorry mm-hmm. So it can copy, you know, Crufix, Font, Howling Mind. So you pretty much have like a second copy of all those guys too. So I thought that was pretty, pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, and then just like another fun card. Uh, we have Startled Awake from Shadows <laughs> of Innistrad. Is that the flip card? Yeah. That's the flip card. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it is only a certain opponent, uh, but you pay the sorcery. Target opponent puts the top 13 cards um, from the library to the graveyard. And then, of course, you have the flip side. And when Persistent Nightmare deals combat damage to a player, return to its hand. And then you can just recast it again and again. Again and again and again and again. 13 cards. Brevik's out there. It's a little slow, a little clunky. <laughs> yeah, that's a heavy man. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend putting that in there, obviously. <laughs> just another fun thing. That's what I got. All right. Okay, here's what I got. I used... Uh, some of the same categories that you had going here, Kevin. So mm-hmm. from the advisors category, 
one uh, artifact that I would recommend, since you have so many advisors packed into the deck, is Thrumming Stone. So, I th- I Thrumming I've Stone. That. Here, let me pull it up here. Thrumming Stone. Do you think 25 is enough? <laughs> I Well, it's Ripple 4, so... I guess it's a quarter of the yeah. deck, yeah. So, Thrumming Stone is a 5-mana legendary artifact. It's from Cold Snap. And uh, spells you control have Ripple 4. So, whenever you cast a spell, um, reveal the top four cards of your library, you may play, or may cast, I guess, any revealed cards with the same name as that spell without paying their mana cost, and put the rest on the bottom of your library. So you see this a lot in like Relentless Rats decks where right, right. they cast a Relentless Rats with Thrumming Stone on the battlefield and like get their entire deck on the battlefield. <laughs> so Right, because each each time is a cast, so you can yeah, you can really get through the deck quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so it just it literally ripples through the deck. So oh, that this might... is a pricey card. How much is it going for? Ooh, 40 uh, bucks. It's, oh, it's, it's up better, there in price now. Not that bad. It says uh, uh, on Scryfall, it says forty-one forty-five yeah. USD. Yeah, a little pricey. Yeah, um, not the worst. Another one for the advisors category is Herald's Horn, which I'm sure you know which, what this one does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from right. uh, Commander 2017. Yeah, so it's a three-meta artifact. Um, I believe you choose a creature type when it enters the battlefield. And then creatures of the chosen type are reduced by one generic mana cost. One, yeah. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you can look at the top card of your library and you may reveal it. And if it shares a creature type, then you put it into your hand. Um, so a little bit of card advantage, a little bit of ramp, so to speak. Uh, it works mm-hmm. well with the per- persistent petitioners just because they're one and a blue. Um, so it just makes them a blue each. Yeah, and it just got reprinted in Jumpstart, so the price is going to dip a teensy bit and then skyrocket back up. It's <laughs> just such a such a solid card. Now, for Incidental Mill, um, I saw that you had uh, Psychic Corrosion. Now, there's a new card uh, from Corset 21 called Teferi's Tutelage, which is basically just like a strictly better version of Psychic Corrosion. Because it it's it's the same text where whenever you draw a card, each opponent mills the top two cards of their library, uh, but it also has a looting effect built into its enter the battlefield. Um, right, I see that. So yeah. it triggers right off the bat, uh, and then there's another one in the same vein called Sphinx's Tutelage. So mm, classic. Yeah. So Sphinx's Tutelage. Um, let's see if I can pull it up here. It's uh, it's two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you draw a card, target opponent puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. If they're both non-land cards that share a color, repeat this process, and then you can pay five and a blue to draw a card, then discard a card. So this has been errated since Bruvac was um, released. So it says. Oh, I see that. Yeah, it, yeah. In the if, Oracle text. if two non-land cards that share a color were milled this way, repeat this process. So basically, you'd mm. be milling four, and if two of the four shared a card, uh, shared a color, then it would repeat. Um, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Depending on your matchup, like that could really cascade out of control. <laughs> oh, and I've I've seen Sphinx's tutelage cascade out of control uh, when it is. wasn't a, yeah. a, a double milling effect from from Brovik. Yeah. So I thought that would be pretty powerful. For sure, yeah. Um, Eric already mentioned Mesmeric Orb, which I thought would be a good good include. But another one I was thinking about, and it's kind of in the same vein as uh, like 
everybody draws cards and everybody mills. It's folio of fancies. Um, it's an artifact oh, from, from Throne. Throne of Eldraine. Uh, players no, have no maximum hand size. It's a one and a blue for an artifact. It has an activated ability of XX and tap to have each player draw X cards. Uh, or two and a blue and tap. Each opponent puts the number of cards equal to the number of cards in their hand from the top of their library into the graveyard. I th- I thought about putting this card in the deck, but... I, I didn't like the the static effect where my opponents also have no maximum hand size, so I yeah. didn't want to be drawing them a ton of cards. Yeah, that that they didn't have to discard, but it is a good like the the way you can. I was sync that like yeah. with enough mana you could kill kill uh, your opponents. Yeah, I was just thinking in the, in the way that like you're using Howling Mind, Dictative Crucifix, those types of effects to draw them a mm-hmm. bunch of cards, and then just to turn around play Bruvec and make them mill, you know, half their library with folio yeah. fancies. Yeah. Might, yeah. If you drop folio fancies, that could be pretty explosive. Yeah. Yeah. It might, might have a big impact on the game, mm-hmm. but it could definitely yeah. backfire as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I like the folio fancies is, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a risky, risky one to go for. Yeah. I mean, th- this deck, deck is definitely a risky deck. Any deck playing Howling Light <laughs> effects is going to be a risky. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Giving your opponents the, those those resources for sure. All right, and then for card draw, I have a card called uh, Visions of Beyond. Just pull it up here. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one blue, right? One blue mm-hmm. instant draw card. If a graveyard has twenty or more cards in it, draw three cards instead. So it's uh it's an ancestral recall. If pretty much somebody yeah. has twenty cards. Yeah, pretty much. So I remember the first time I saw it, I was playing against you, Kevin. Uh, I think you were running like a casual mill deck um, when we were playing oh, like yeah, 60-card like 1v1. <laughs> yes, yes, I still have that deck, actually. Yeah, so I just thought this would be right up your alley. Um, I mean, oh, for at, sure. at worst, yeah. it's a cantrip, right? And that's yeah, never a bad thing. No, um, absolutely. So just some good value. And then mm-hmm. uh, Into the Story. This is another one from Throne of Eldraine. That? Uh, it's, I think, five blue-blue for an instant that says draw four cards. And if an opponent has seven or more cards in it in their um, graveyard, it's reduced to two and blue-blue. Um, so basically, so, four uh, mana, draw four. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's much better than Harmonize. And it's an instant? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, like, even, even looking at something like Distant Melody, like... I've I've tried to make that work in tribal decks before, and the the issue I have with distant melody and I mean into the story doesn't really solve that uh, issue as as much either. But is like it's a it's sometimes a dead draw, especially after a board wipe. Uh, it's it's hard to make it work. So if if in that situation, uh, into the story is likely to to pull you out of that board wipe a little bit better than um, distant melody. Yeah, Distant Melodies, uh, that's a really good point, because Distant Melodies kind of like a, a one of those win more cards, right? It's yeah. like, I'm already doing really well. I have a bunch of this creature type on the battlefield, then I'm, and now I'm going to refill my hand, and now I'm just doing even better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't want dead draws in our decks. Yeah. Uh, or as few as possible. And then for a new category that I had, <laughs> I mean, this is one that is clearly on my mind, um, but <laughs> it's called Eldrazi Hate. <laughs> 
<laughs> so of okay. course we already talked about scavenger grounds being a nice piece of Eldrazi hate, but uh, mm-hmm. relic of progenitus and soul guide lantern. Those are two artifacts, cantripping artifacts that uh, are just instant speed um, graveyard hate that can help combat against Eldrazi. I imagine like if you were in that kind of meta uh, or out in the wild and you may run into Eldrazi a little bit more often, then that might be something worth considering. Yeah. And like a uh, relic relic cantrips when you exile all graveyards yeah. and with the lantern, you have the option of cantripping or exiling yeah. opponents graveyards. So those, those are both really, those would be really great includes. Yeah. And then a final category I have is redundancy. So similar vein to uh, Eric's uh, second commander idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got fraying sanity. So, oh yeah, it's uh, an, a curse that enchants a player, and it says at the beginning of each end step, the enchanted player mills X cards, where X is the number of cards put into their graveyard from anywhere this turn. So basically, just another way to have one person double up on their mill effect. And if Bravik is on the battlefield, then they'd be they'd be getting hit twice. Oh yeah, they'd, I'm just they'd be done. <laughs> pretty great. That's that's just wow. Yeah, this... it's pretty much like a kill spell for a player yeah Mm -hmm. nice very nice uh yeah well this is uh you guys had some good good card lists for this one definitely yeah that's the list all right well like i said you can uh you'll be able to find the the link to this deck in the show notes below right up top uh we are going to bring this episode to a close and in in the show notes, you can also find the links to all three of our deck stats accounts containing all the deck lists we've created for the show, as well as anything else we've we've put on to deck stats. Uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you to our editor Ainsley for the work that she does. If you want to find Riley or myself on social media, you can find me at Command Beacon on Instagram. And Riley, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Riles Dayton or on Instagram at Riley underscore Dayton. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate you and we will talk to you next week. Double Master Preview start. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. We got to do it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Bye now. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Turn one, soul ring.